0: While we've been in Dubai, I haven't had the opportunity to speak or preach, I don't like that word very much, but to share, um, for three and a half years. So this is perhaps the first time for a long time. So if I'm rusty, I need your help. In your recent studies in uh, Galatians, uh, a phrase popped out at me. In chapter 6, verse 8. It says, the one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will receive eternal life. And uh, the the subject for this morning is, find out what pleases the Lord. Find out. Greek, dokimadzo. Or something like that. I have no idea about it. We lived in Cyprus for a long time, but Greek was beyond us. Dokimazo. to discern, to examine, to prove, to try, find out. Now, sometimes we find things out by accident. Sometimes we find things out by our intuition, maybe for lots of reasons, but we also find out by exercising brain. And uh, if we purely rely on accident or intuition, we're not observing the full meaning of discerning, examining and trying to find out what pleases the Lord. How many of you have uh, fallen in love? Yeah. Well, yes, goodness. That's that's the majority. Um were you besotted by somebody? Yeah, yeah? I still am amazing. <laughs> Very good. Um what was it fun? Yes, sure. How many of you had the same experience when you got to know Jesus at the beginning? Not so many, by the sound of it, but some of us had a similar falling in love experience with Jesus. And the Bible uses... Falling in love terminology of our relationship with God as well. I can show you that in the negative, where in Revelation chapter 2, should be on the screen, is it? There we are. I have this against you that you have abandoned your first love. And the church in, where was it? Ephesus? one of them anyway, <laughs> was criticised for that. I wonder how many of you have read this book, The Five Love Languages. It's been, as i read on the back today, it's been translated into 49 different languages. This book has gone a long way. And this book has helped a lot of us uh, down the years. But I wonder, have you ever thought uh, oh, oh, And would you believe, we've got a friend who's a family member but an ardent atheist. And he read this book recently. And he said to me, he said, if i read this book I would probably, I I might still be married to Lisa. I thought that was quite telling. There's a lot about love and how we respond to our partners which might help you in this book. But Find out what pleases the Lord. What is God's love language? Primary love language. Have you thought about that? Well, I used to think from John fourteen, fifteen, which says If you love me, you will do what I say. I thought God's Primary love language was obedience. And I'm sure that is one of his love languages. Sure it is. But actually I think my God is so big that he has so many love languages that to try and put them in order doesn't make any sense. He loves your words of affirmation as you sing to him or as you speak to him. He loves quality time when you set aside time to just be in his presence. He loves all these love languages and it's good to to recognise that. In your study in Galatians, I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not please Gratify the desires of the flesh. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step by the Spirit. Now, did you notice, or well, let's look, talk again about the Greek. This is interesting, isn't it? I say, walk by the Spirit. Walk, paripateo. To Next, David, please. To walk at large. To walk around. This is a general life behaviour. We should be aiming to walk by the Spirit in life as a whole. But also, it says, notice, if we're parapataying by the Spirit, we must also keep in step which is stoicheo which means to march in rank and there's a sense in which we walk by the spirit in our in our whole attitude ambiance of life and that sort of thing but also we are told to march in line that sounds more structural to me that sounds more disciplined that sounds more focused and we should walk by the Spirit in the arena of life, but in specifically following almost, almost a military way, a course of action. I think that walking by the Spirit is more difficult and living by a rule book but it depends a little bit on our personality some may not find that so I find an awful lot of people who would rather be told what to do and have clear guidelines this is what God expects of you one, two, three, four, five thank you for the ten commandments I will live by those and it's good and that's good that's not bad but actually we are told not to follow the rule book, but to live by the Spirit. People like rules and boundaries. So the disciples come to Jesus and Jesus say, and say to Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus gives them our Father who art in heaven, so hallowed be your name. And although there is nothing wrong, and I appreciate the repetition of the Lord's Prayer in church or in your private devotions or anywhere, I don't think that's what Jesus was meaning when he said, when you pray, say these precise words. I think he was saying, take from this prayer these ideas that you have to honour God, recognise who he is, Realise the enemy and the problems of the enemy. Look to him for your daily needs and recognise that he's going to be king forever. When Muslims come to Christ, they will often come and they will say, show us how to pray. Because their past religion has been a rule book of this is what you do, this is what you do, this is what you do, and if you get enough brownie points, you're going to get to heaven. They find it very hard, as do many people, to recognize that living by the Spirit is not obedience to a set of rules and brownie points. What we're about is the Spirit leading us and that requires discernment and sensitivity. Here is a question for you. Next one. Does this come from the Bible or does it not? Do to others as you would have them do to you. Is that biblical or is it not? Let's have a poll of hands, right? Is that a biblical statement? If you think that is a biblical statement, put your hand up. And if you don't, put your hand up. About 50-50. Interesting. Well, just for your information, yes, it is a biblical statement. Next one. In Luke 6.31. I didn't think it was, which is why I was fascinated to find that out. We're told to please God. And in uh, where we started, the one who sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. But if we're told to please God, then it must be possible not to... I've got a friend and I'm holding an email debate with him right at this these days and asking him questions and he has suggested that once we're born again and once we're following the Lord, uh, we will be walking by the Spirit anyway. And in one sense, that is true. But if that was the whole story, why would Scripture say... Make it your business to please the Lord. Because Ephesians 4.30 says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. So I wonder how many of us have experienced the fact that we have grieved the Spirit and although he's in our life and we know he's in our life, we're not exactly in fellowship with him in the immediate Right now, until we put something right, it's possible to grieve the Spirit of God. Back to the verses that we had for our reading in Romans chapter 5. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To focus our minds on the human nature leads to death. To focus our minds on the Spirit leads to life and peace. What are, is the expression, near enough, that comes four times in two verses? Set their minds Set their minds. Focus our minds. Focus our minds. think it might, must be important. Paul says it four times. How do we walk by the Spirit? By using our minds? But it's important also to remember that our minds are being transformed, aren't they? Romans 12.2 By the renewal of your mind, if we're using the old mind, which is focused on the wrong things, we're not going to be finding the way of the Spirit. With the renewed mind, we we can either, with the mind, we can either focus on the old way or the new way. It's important that we focus our minds. As I conclude... I've been pondering for a long time, two statements, um, and I want to leave these partially as questions with you to think about. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18, it says, pray in the spirit on all occasions. What does it mean to pray in the spirit? And our minds might immediately uh, jump to praying in tongues. And I'm sure that is praying in the Spirit. No problem with that. But I don't think that's all this means. I think we're called to pray in the Spirit all the time, whenever we pray. Now, if we didn't pray in the Spirit, how else would we pray? Well, you could say we pray with our minds. Yes, good. But is that necessarily praying in the Spirit? It's it's an open question for you to chew on. And then in Philippians chapter 3, it says, worship by the Spirit. What does that mean? I think you as a church have got this more right than a lot of places I go to. Even the words that Ewan used in the introduction just brings us to this point of we're here to submit ourselves to what God has for us, to recognise his presence with us and to do it because of him and through him and by him. So I think we worship by the Spirit well at Christian Michael Baptist Church, but although it happens as a group level, it probably also gotta happen at an individual level, so that everyone else around you may be worshiping by the Spirit, but are you? It's to do with focus. Who are we focusing on? When we're focusing on self, we compare, we criticize, we evaluate, we self justify, we find ourselves the center of our universe. When we focus on God, we're not selfish. We roam God's way. God's got priority. God's will is what matters. He is Lord. When we pray, when we worship, doing it in the spirit is depending on our focus. Thank you, Harold. We could be the most splendid steam engine of all with beautiful language, crafted prayers, worship music, but without a fire in our belly we're going nowhere. Same message. Same message. Find out how please the Lord in everything, in prayer and in worship. Let's pray together. Father God, you call us to walk your way, to focus on you and your rightful place in our lives, to deliberately turn away from the importance of ourselves to ourselves. Oh God, we ask you, please by your spirit to demand of us allegiance but we also realise that in your love that's a very attractive call and the joy of being in love with you and uh, following your way nothing to touch it Lord grateful for the privilege bowing the knee to you. In Jesus' name.